So what is picture cross? So check it. So I've got this grid, and it's got numbers around the sides. Yeah. The two means two of these cells are filled in this row. It looks like Sudoku. It kind of plays like that. So what I know is that only two of those are not X's, but I don't know which two. So you kind of have to like do like this logic, put it together. It's thing. like Minesweeper and Sudoku. Kinda. Yeah. And then, uh, like, there's a two and a seven in this row. So if this, if the seven uh, ended here, then the two couldn't start there. It couldn't be nine in a row. There has to be an X between them because they're the same color. Cool. It's a, it's kind of a complex little game, but it's not that hard. I think it's pretty, pretty neat. Yeah, I'll play it. Sometime. Sometime eventually. I mean, I say that to about a lot of things. And then I usually don't get around to it, if I'm being totally honest. I understand. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I started the recording, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. So, <laughs> so okay, we're back. We're back uh, with the podcast. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. We've had some stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it was mostly just because Tanner was in Les Mis on the crew. Yeah, and I was in Lake Powell as well. And we just ended up not having like, I mean, it, like we hung out but yeah never we hung out, we hung out for house. hours and hours on end but we never really it was we, never yeah we weren't at my house where i have the recording equipment yeah i don't have a microphone i think yeah. that's really the detriment that that is that's the ultimatum right i'll get there. a microphone so then it doesn't matter whose house we're at this is a good microphone i could give you all the info for it i've used them before this specific yeah. microphone i would plug it right now but they don't pay us so i'm not going to yeah don't plug it now just tell me about it later okay yeah anyway yeah we're back um Wait, this, so is this episode really starts with me explaining how to play Picture Cross. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so anyway, we're back. This is, I think this is episode seven. Um, if, you, if this is the first episode you listen to, the concept of this podcast is that JD and I put a call out and we said, ask us any questions that you want. And people asked us questions over social media. We ta- we're taking those questions and we are answering them to the best of our abilities. That's the concept of the podcast. There's really nothing beyond that. And we talk about the questions and either come to a consensus or we don't so yeah it's just really conversation for the sake of it yep all right so we'll just start yeah all right so my first first question this is a COVID 19 question oh cool this came this so we asked these questions pretty not early on in the lockdown but it was toward it was a couple months ago yeah it was it was maybe uh two or three months now early may early may where we asked these questions maybe late may so uh, lockdown only been in effect for like two months at the time. Mm-hmm. So this question is: What's more important, saving lives or saving the economy? Uh, so I think, I, those... I think this is a fantastic question because there's a lot of depth to it. Yeah, you and know, I there's think there's a lot of layers to this question. The initial problem I have with this question is that in a lot of ways those two things do go together. Yeah. Um. Because you know when your business goes out. I know that a lot of people say that, you know, businesses have insurance, mm-hmm. but there is, an, there is an amount of damage and loss you can suffer that, that insurance does not cover, and a lot of businesses have suffered that in recent months. Yes. There are businesses that have closed that will never open again, and A lot of, a lot of small businesses, a lot of, like, mom-and-pop family-owned businesses. Which essentially is, in some ways, the end of their lives, because yes. people can die from those instances yes now is the question should we have opened the like states sooner because it's not a country thing 
We couldn't open the country. At least in our country. Yeah, in in the United States, it's a state. It was a state state by state thing. Like we couldn't open or close the whole country. There was nobody with authority to do that. Yeah, it was a state by state thing. So it's your governor's fault if you don't like how long the quarantine went, and it's your governor's fault if you think it should have gone longer. They have names and addresses. Why don't you go ahead and email them? Yes. But I was gonna say about I was gonna say almost identically the same thing. It's uh, so the initial argument was um, you know people would. I'm going to go back to what I always say is that I hate it when people get their political information off Twitter. Yeah. And, like, I just think that's obscene that people do that. And a lot of things I saw on Twitter were things like people making fun of the fact that um, they were like, oh, like, 100,000 people died. Oh, but the economy, like, the economy must survive. But these people, it's fine if these people die. But the economy must survive. Because when people say things like that, they're so, it's it's sophomoric. But that, I mean, it's it's an ill-informed opinion being formed. Like, it's a... That's an opinion that has very little basis in the, and an actual understanding of the of what's going on in the world. Because if the global economy shuts down for six months, which mm-hmm. it kind of did... Yeah. That... The amount of GDP that is lost causes... Uh, that's, like, that's not the government that's suffering. Like... Like, yeah. if you just... I don't, I don't care if the government suffers. I don't care. I'll give you anecdotal like, evidence if you want. Yeah. So, but... In fact, yeah, give me anecdotal evidence. I lived in Jamaica for a year and a half. Yes. In Jamaica, the economy is in shambles. Does the government suffer? No. The people in the government are the people with money. They make a ton of money to be in the government. But the Jamaican people are suffering on an extreme level. Beyond anything we can understand. One U.S. dollar is equal to 140 Jamaican dollars. So how much... you, You told me a story once about a juice pack you wanted to buy. How much was that juice pack? Uh... $20. $20 $20. $20 for a juice pack. And how big was the juice pack? You like hold it in the palm of your hand, basically. Yeah, it was like a Capri Sun. Yeah. $20 for that. Yeah, and it was uh That's how that's how much the that's how much the like the dollar, the Jamaican dollar has crashed. And it's still going down, which is really, really unfortunate. Was it further from the time you got there from the in the yes. time that you left? Like, uh, I showed up and it was 127. And I think right now it's 140 something. Wow, that's that's fast. Yeah. And it's kind of getting faster. Yeah. Exponential. Is, is Jamaica going to potentially turn into like a Venezuela crisis? I don't know, but I think so. Dang. But here's the thing. In that instance, thousands of Jamaicans die each year because the economy has crashed to that point. I ended in the poorest part of the country. And I mean, like, it was obscene, some of the stuff that was going on there. It's super dry there because all the water gets pumped from the natural water sources to Kingston. So not only are they poor, but they're getting treated the way that Vegas treats Nevada. Mm -hmm. In this just beautiful part of the country that suffers so much from the fact that there's not really places to work and the places you can work, it was something like the Aki factory would hire anybody. I don't know what that is. Aki is a fruit. Okay. You have to clean it. You have to pick out the seeds and clean oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. the seeds are lethal to humans. Okay, if yeah. You I know what it. that is. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just didn't know it was pronounced like that. Yeah, Aki. I thought it was like Akai. A-C-K-E-E. Oh, never mind. I didn't know what that was. I thought it was A-C-A-I. Yeah, different thing. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I don't know if Jamaicans spell it wrong. <laughs> or not wrong, but there's a Jamaican way to spell it, yeah. which is A-C-K-E-E. It's part of their national dish. Cool. Well, that's reflective on the economy. Is that <laughs> Their national dish is this toxic fruit that grows really constantly, but has very little flavor, and salted cod. Excellent. Delicious, truly. Have you had... No. 
Okay, well, <laughs> I if I can get my hands on both of those things, I can make some for you. Excellent. I don't we'll know if We'll find like a way it. to get some cod. Well, the problem is the Aki. Oh. We'd have to get it canned from, like, an international market. That's not the point. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> the point, point I'm making is when COVID hit, the people, like, people got locked down in a community. Does that happened in Jamaica? You're talking about Jamaica? In Jamaica. Okay. When COVID reached Jamaica, they locked down the community that COVID was in. People started to starve to death. Dang. Because they couldn't leave to go to the store. They couldn't have possibly, because of the state of the economy, had food storage. Okay. So the economy was bad, and then the lockdown started killing people because they couldn't go in, they couldn't go out for anything. Okay. So people were dying already of starvation and of poverty and of disease. To protect them from a disease that... And then they started dying more to protect them from a disease that... That they were afraid of. They were afraid of. And to be fair, again, Jamaica... Their healthcare system's not great. No. So, the odds... I don't know what the survival rate is in Jamaica from COVID, but there are a lot of old people. There are a lot of people with pre-existing conditions. Yeah, I think the generalized health of Jamaica is probably lower than a lot of other countries. They're a hardy people. Love them to death, but... Yeah. I don't know what the odds are of surviving that disease in Jamaica is. So, I mean, it's like two hands, like on the one hand, people were already starving to death. So what's the big deal if they starve more of them, I guess. Yeah. Cause in that hand, you know, if that spread across the country, many, many more would have died. Mm -hmm. But the economy was in a state where there's more people dying every year from this terrible economic situation than COVID has would kill. Okay. Because at this point we've got better numbers on the actual lethality of COVID yeah. And, it and people, is, are, people are a lot less afraid it's of it. lower than it was previously said. Yeah, well, and I think it's weakening over time. I don't think it's strengthening. Well, whether it is or isn't, either way, the death percentage has been dropping as more people have been getting diagnosed. Yes. Right now, I think it's a 1% death rate. I think it was 0.8. Dang, it's gone down since I've checked. But I don't know if that's true. I saw it somewhere and I didn't fact check. So you guys can fact check me, but don't tell me if I'm wrong. Um, because I'll check it myself. I already know. So basically, uh, what I what I want to add to the conversation that you already that you already started is that like an economic downturn has far reaching that has effects that reach far deeper and longer than protecting people from a disease. Yeah, and we're talking like we said, um, a lot of mom and pop stores, family businesses have gone out of business. Like, you drive downtown and you see it happening. Luckily, Utah didn't get hit nearly as hard as a lot of other states. Utah was pretty okay. States like Illinois, California, New York, Florida, they got hit really hard. And their economies are really struggling because of it. Luckily, we live in a state where people are hardy. People want to people wanna work. Yeah. That's, like, we live in... Our, the culture of our state is people like to work. And I'm really happy about that. Yeah. Uh, so we've been okay. But... Places like California, Illinois, uh, New York, um, like I said, places I already mentioned, uh, Washington, Oregon, a lot of those places have just been decimated by the virus. But it's not even the virus. It's just the lockdown itself. Yeah. And the problem is that the people who have lost their businesses, their quality of life has gone down significantly since they lost their business or they lost their job. And because of that, the death rate is going to, <clears throat> or like the, the median death age the median mortality rate, like, in the United States is going to drop because the quality of life of all these people has suddenly gone down. So it's not that they're going to die, like, 
tomorrow or this year. It's that their quality of life has dropped significantly because of the loss of their job, the loss of their livelihood, the loss of, you know, their dream, perhaps. Mm -hmm. That the age in which people are going to be dying is going to go down because yeah. their quality of life has dropped. So it's not that this year, like hundreds of millions of people are going to die, but in the next 50 years, hundreds of million people are, are going to lose their lives much earlier than they would have had the lockdown not gone on as long as it did. Now, sure, if we would have shut the country down out of fear for two weeks or three weeks or something like that, even, even a month. Even In a the month, United States, the COVID death rate is a little bit greater than 3% right now. Okay. So if we had, if we had shut down the country for, I could even go for a month. I could even say, okay, we shut down everything for a month. Everybody goes out of school for a month. We literally, everybody stays in their house for a month. I do want to say that really quickly, that number is skewed. It is. Because if you die and test positive for COVID, no matter what killed you, they've been reporting it as a COVID related death. Yes. Which is the same problem that I have with the gun violence statistic. Yeah. A huge portion of the gun deaths in the United States each year are suicides. Mm -hmm. Those people would have killed themselves whether they had a gun or not. So if you have, you have to take the suicides out of that for that number to be accurate. It's the same thing with COVID deaths. If they had other conditions that probably contributed to the death, then I don't really think that you can blame COVID unless COVID was the tipping factor. Yeah. Anyway, what you were saying. What was I saying? You talked a minute about how the long, the overreaching, like long-term effects of economic failure, as opposed to, like. Oh, and then and then other things that are happening. Uh, like we've looked at. You and I don't like mega corporations. No. We're not fans of them. Um, I don't like monopolies. I don't like. I don't like corporations that. I think like, the government had it right for a little while on how we should treat big companies. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I am kind of a market skeptic in that arena. No offense to the Rockefellers, but you guys had it coming. <laughs> so, uh, when it comes down to the statistics of the lockdown, mm -hmm. mom and pop businesses have, have gone out of business in extreme proportion. Like they've, like yeah. people have lost their livelihoods and not, not even mentioned the riots and like businesses that burned, that burned to the ground. We're not even talking about that. Just because of the lockdown, what will never open again? There are I mean, many... what was it? Target or no, uh, JC Penney? Yeah. Like that was a big corporation. Mm -hmm. They're gone. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Like, even some big businesses, it was like 30% of wealth is transferred from small companies to big businesses in yeah. this lockdown. The rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. Yeah. For a long time, I didn't like that. I didn't like that mentality that, like, like eat the rich and stuff like that. I didn't like that. Now I'm kind of into it, to be honest. Well, COVID's making it easy. Yeah. Because, because people, cause people are flocking to the familiar. Well, imagine this. You just opened a new business in January. It cost your life savings, mm -hmm. right? You need it to succeed. And now for three months, you've been on a mandatory lockdown where you can't even open this business. It's gone. I, I actually, I watched the business open literally two weeks after lockdown. I like, I felt after? so. Well, because the, it had already been set in motion. Oh. Like they couldn't, they couldn't shut it down. Everything was already there. They were I already paying rent. Like, so I loved this game store. Loved it a lot. It got shut down. Is it Warhammer? No. Oh. It, War, is Warhammer gone? I don't think it is. No, I I'm pretty sure so. they're fine. I think they're fine. Because there's like two people that work there. They have such a devoted fan base too. Well, the store. Yeah. Well, that's what, well, that's in what I'm In South saying. Jordan. Yeah, the store in... But yeah, uh, I'm talking about one like way out in like Riverton that I used to oh, go okay. to. And it got closed down before COVID, like a long time ago. But it was like they... There was something weird with like their lease or whatever. I didn't even get very much of the details. But mm -hmm. like I think about stuff like that. Like that was a business that was actually doing well for itself. Yeah. It got shut down because of some like 
weird like sideball circumstances that made it so they had to get closed out and then like on either side of them the properties were like the properties on either side of them in like this strip were owned by like a dollar tree and then as soon as the middle one shut down then the dollar tree like demolished the like walls between them so that they could just have a big so i like blame the dollar tree for it yeah right that kind of thing happened before the lockdown i can only imagine how much it's happened now that we're in it and people, people just take advantage are scraping of, and scrapping yeah, huge huge mega corporations i mean jeff bezos like doubled his wealth right. during uh during lockdown he's which is nearing the first trillionaire which is unbelievable like the amount of money that man has yeah it's unreal no i don't really support amazon no not really uh i've found that you can find products on amazon and then if you find it on amazon just go to the website of the people that it the links party. you to i um, always go to the third party now yeah that's why that's what I bought. I bought a PC, and that's how I bought it from. Uh, when I bought that film by Don Hertzfeldt, mm-hmm. uh, Amazon was like, it's 35 bucks and then $5 for shipping. So I went to the website, and it's like, $30, we're not charging you shipping. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I didn't get a confirmation code, so I like thought I was getting scammed. Showed yeah. up like three days later. Nice. Which would have cost me even more money from Amazon. Yeah, buy from small businesses. But hey, Jeff Bezos, if you want to give me money, I'll talk good about you. Yeah, for real. We're talking, we're talking in the millions for me. <laughs> if you give me like couple thousand dollars like 20k <laughs> hey we're, we're working on investments though like if you invest if you invest 20k when you're 20 21 could turn into something great i'd spend it on something stupid real quick but i know how good it would be <laughs> I if know, i like invest traveling like <laughs> yeah i would it, travel like, how stupid is that yeah travel i'd spend <laughs> that straight on travel and you know it <laughs> where would you want to go to travel like, like so what, many places like what's like what's your top three just curious well i have to go to trinidad soon yeah what well, other than that doesn't count uh like, Can I count places that I have plans to go to, yeah. or do I just talk? Okay, so I've got some plans to go to Japan at some point within the next couple of years. And, it, and I'm talking like a place you want to go for no other reason but because you want to see it there. Like, like, and that's oh. why I say Trinidad, Trinidad doesn't count. Then I'll cut out like Japan, and I'll cut out the trip with you yeah. because those are things that I'm doing mostly because I want to see things, but also because I'm piggybacking on other people's ideas. Yeah, like things that I just want to see yeah. for me. I, uh, you know, I want to go to Israel. Really. I want to go to all the locations that the Old and New Testament like were Jerusalem, written in. Bethlehem, mm-hmm. the land of Canaan. I want that. to read at least excerpts of these books of scriptures where they were written. Yeah. Or who, where the people that lived that they were written to. Yeah. Just because I kind of want to be able to try to understand them better. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be something really cool. Then I also want to go to uh, Northern Scotland. Northern Scotland. Because you can see the Northern Lights. Nice. And I've got Scottish ancestry. I want to go to Edinburgh. So it'd be really cool bad. to it'd be cool to see like some of my like ancestral home kind of yeah. places. And then it like on top of that also see the Northern Lights, which is something I've always wanted to see. Yeah. Even if it's like the barely visible. Like mm-hmm. I want I know that the odds of like hitting it visible are slim and you're rolling the dice every time. But even if I can just get a picture where it's like they take the picture and then like they're like, yeah, look, and then I can see the northern lights in the picture. Mm-hmm. That's pretty neat, too. That is pretty neat. I just want to be, like, in a place where that can happen. Mm-hmm. And the problem with me traveling in general is that I just, like, hate people that take pictures for the express purpose of posting them online. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday, didn't we? Or, like, the other day. Yeah. Like, I went to Ecuador. I never yeah. talk about my trip to Ecuador because it was a humanitarian trip. Yeah. And... You weren't there to talk about Even it. just barely saying that makes it feel like I'm just trying to flex on the audience that I did that. And that doesn't seem okay to me. Oh, I'm gonna puke. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what about you? JD's J- got this, like, digestive thing going on right now. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but... I'm feeling thick. Thick. With a K. Okay. 
Like, where would I travel to? Yeah. I mean, I've already told you, basically. Like, yeah, but I, you I, haven't told I, them. I, I, I want to go to the Balkan states really badly. And not for the reason that most people would think. Because, you know, I, t- I say, like, I want to go to Albania, Romania, Bulgaria, Montenegro, Serbia, Bosnia, uh, all those places. Like, I want to go there. And obviously, the, fir- the, the the initial thing is, like, oh, because they're beautiful and, they're, and it's cheap and stuff. And, you know, you, you want to be able to say you went to Romania and Bulgaria. Like, that's super cool that yeah. you want to go there like and live there. I wanted to go there for, like, a, at least a month. Right. Um, and, but that's not, but when I explain why I actually want to do that, people are kind of surprised. Most of it is because I want to go to the places where the Balkan Wars were fought, <laughs> which you know, a lot of our listeners probably don't know what that is. And it was a, it was a series, of, series of wars that took place between 19, uh, 1910 and 1913, mm-hmm. between Romania, Bulgaria, Serbia, Montenegro, Albania, uh, Ottoman Empire, Greece, all those countries around that area. Like these huge wars that were fought. A um, lot of like backstabbing, a lot of countries going against what they said they were going to do lots of that good stuff it's like rich history and then eventually those wars were kind of what led to the breakout of world war one and like the tensions that led up to that uh bosnian crisis and all that crazy stuff Mm -hmm. so i want to go to those like battlefields and see where these battles were fought that are largely forgotten by history and so that's why i really really want to go there um, is to see all those battlefields, and plus it is extremely beautiful and is very cheap. So you've just actually reminded me of something that makes me want to go to. I don't know where it is. I tried to find it. Um, I want to go to uh, France. Oh yeah. Do you want to go like Normandy or do you want to go to southern France? Kind of all of it. Um, or, like backpack France. Sure. That would be sweet. Uh, but there's a lot of like different places I want to go in Europe. Hold on, where did they live? Do you have, like, friends who live there? So, Germanic and French groups. Yeah. Um, I'm related to most of the kings of the Franks. Dang, cool. Like Charlemagne? Yeah. Cool. But, like, my favorite ancestor's name that I have is King Pepin the Short. Nice. Which is Pepin the Third. Nice. There's a statue of him somewhere, and I just kind of want to look at it. Nice. You're like, you and me, man. <laughs> just like, hey, if you knew what I'd turn out like, you probably would have wanted to die in war sooner. <laughs> That's sad. (laughs) But, like, it's the same thing with, like, my desire to go to Sparta. Yeah. Is because my... You have Spartan ancestors? Yeah. The the kings of Sparta. No way! Like like Leonidas and stuff? Yeah. Leonidas? I don't know. I have them all written down, but it's, like, kings of Sparta, uh, some of their children became the kings of the Franks, and then, like, rulers of, like, certain areas of the Scots. That's way cool. Down until my mom and then me. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. It's, like... It's another reason I'd want to go to, like, Egypt, because I have another family line that goes to, like, the bad guys in the Bible, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just so funny to me. Like, my, I have a really detailed family history, and for that I am grateful, um, but it makes me really want to kind of see Europe and North yeah. Africa, because I have, I'd love to go there's, like, like, a culture and history there that is part of what became me, ultimately. Yeah, I'd love to go to, like, Tunisia and, like, Libya and those areas. Yeah. They have really good food. Like, really good food. You know, right now, like, you know, the idea sh- of food makes me want to puke more. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I was going to talk about shawarma, but I think... I, I didn't probably, like it. I, I, I freaking loved it. I mean, it was dry. It, it was, was dry. Bit, if there was, like, more sauce to it, I It was really dry, it. and I think it needed some more going on. Unless shawarma is supposed to be dry, in which case it's a bad food. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should make shawarma sometime and, like, I had add a recipe. sauce to it. What about that Greek sauce? Tzatziki. Yeah. That we wanted to make. Hold on. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. No, this has nothing to do with you. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we can try it sometime. Yeah, I want to make tzatziki. Maybe we can make shawarma with tzatziki and see if it tastes good. You want to do like a like a barbecue in October? What are you doing tonight? 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could do it tonight. I don't have money. Like, yeah, like I'm free. To- I do. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I've I've like plenty of money. We'll talk. Yeah, let's talk. <laughs> let's, let's talk do after this. Yeah, maybe that's what we should use this podcast to do. We should use any money we make from this podcast. Go to the store and get random ingredients. And <laughs> yeah, make as stuff. if we make more than a penny at most. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. <laughs> maybe. I'd hope so. Okay. Uh, so, bottom line. What's more important, saving lives or saving the economy? That was still the same question. I thought that we, you, we were still on the same question. I thought that you had asked a second no, question. No, I didn't ask a second question. We just asked no, our we, own no, second we, question. Yeah, we, just, we just continued on the train. Oh so my basically, gosh. Uh, saving lives or saving the economy. My opinion is that they do. They are not mutually exclusive. Like, now, if the question is, should we keep the lockdown? I don't think that necessarily we should. No, I don't think we should. Because I believe that, you know, it sucks that people will die. Yeah. But within the last three months, 25% of people over the age of 18 have reported thoughts of suicide. Whoa, that's that's high. Because Even of the Utah, lockdown. that's high. Not just Utah, the United States. Dang, that is high. Because of the lockdown. That's very high. So I think that the lockdown, the longer it's been going, the more people have been kind of losing it and and what i and what i and what i want to emphasize is that i do believe covid-19 is a real virus and i do believe it does have it, it is a threat to people who are vulnerable to it i i completely believe that are you okay yeah i'm wiping my mouth on my shoulder <laughs> so i do believe it is it, it it does pose a threat to vulnerable populations like i deliver pharmaceuticals to people in retirement homes i love those people and i do care about them and i do worry about them if they were to get covid-19 like I, I, that is, I do believe it. There is more of a threat to it to vulnerable populations than something like the common cold. Right. Now that being said, I think pack immunity is a thing, and I think that it would have been really cool if we got that real quick. I, I do believe that that could have that could have happened, and that could have been. I mean, like COVID nineteen is hyper contagious. Like it's extremely contagious. Yeah, odds and, are kind of high that you and I both got it without. Oh yeah. Knowing. Oh yeah. I'm I'm almost sure that I got it. I, I, Me I, too. I got tested, but when I, I first not... got back, my mom was sick for a couple of days, like yeah. bedridden. But my mom's kind of a sickly person. Yeah. So she gets sick all the time. So yeah. it's like, well, is this COVID? Is it not? She didn't get tested. Second time she gets sick, she does get tested. Tests negative. Mm-hmm. So now it's this kind of toss up. Like, like we don't know. We you don't know. You can get tested for antibodies, but it's just kind of a pain. Right. So. I do not believe uh, saving lives and saving the economy is mutually exclusive. I, tr- I truly don't believe that. I believe that there was a there there could have been a more and there's still po- there's a possibility to be if this podcast you know goes viral potentially, which it probably won't. Hey. But but what, hey. I, but what I'm about to say is I think important for people to understand because sometimes I will say things that I do believe most people should hear. Not everything that I say, but I think a lot of things I say occasionally should people should hear that and should think about something that I say. Um, and what I, what I think could be done is that the lockdowns could be more specific to vulnerable populations because if they're more specific Mm -hmm. to vulnerable populations, um, the resources that are being lost with so many people being locked down and, uh, the resources being, uh, rerouted to those type of things, you know, like the payment protection program, the, uh, the government bailouts, the stimulus checks, things like that, those, that all of that money that could have been spent for in other things could have gone toward organizations and programs that could be used to aid specifically vulnerable, vulnerable populations instead of just bailing out the entire country. Yeah. I truly believe that that's what we, and we could still do that. That is still a potential. We, people are starting to look at a second lockdown in September. And I think that we should look into other avenues of combating this virus than that. We initially... I mean, the goal was initially to just eradicate the virus and just make it go away. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think so I think so it's either. impossible. The virus is too contagious, it's, and, it's, and, 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 and it, it hides really, really well. 
Right, so... There's a lot of people that are asymptomatic. Yeah, I, there's probably millions in this country that are asymptomatic. Like you said, you and I probably had it. There's... And, odds are high. And so we need to... Instead of uh, just, you know, trying to eradicate the virus because it's impossible, it's like pouring water on an oil fire, uh, we need to now focus our resources on protecting people who could be really severely affected by the virus instead of trying to protect everyone. And we need to stop fear-mongering because... That is not helping anybody. No. Not at all. The damage we've done to our economy this far... Luckily, our economy has rebounded. Um, and people who did not lose their businesses are starting to come out of it. And they're, they're doing okay. Like, my dad almost lost his lost his company, but he rebounded and he's doing okay now. That's awesome. Um, but, but the same can't be said for a lot of people. Right. So Which anyway, is... my final answer is that saving lives are saving the economy... I can't say either one is more important because they are not mutually exclusive. We can do both. And I agree with you completely. Are you still playing that game? I'm almost done. You, I, I, mean, I mean, I mean, so here's the thing. When you start playing a game, it's usually fun. Like, I, I you, love doing you, puzzles. Like, like, when it comes to, like, phone games, you don't play crappy games. You play fun games. There, I have friends who play games, and I'm like, that just looks like a terrible game. So I like puzzles. Yeah. Because I'm, like, an old man at heart. Yeah. <laughs> and... Picture cross is fun to me, but like your sister came down, so I was like, "Hey, I got a second. Yeah. Um. Oh, question number two. Oh, did you want to answer that question? Do you do you agree with me or do you? Think I said I did. Okay, great. All right, question number two. Uh, I lost him. I gotta find it really quick, but I think I might remember it if I don't That's find fine. it. That's um, fine. Sorry, folks. We're gonna need just a second here. Please JD, tell a story. Um, about what? I don't know. You have great stories. I know, but like it's usually like I think of it in the moment. So this one time, when I was a small child, I... Not very small. I was in my friend's backyard. It, when you find the question, just interrupt me. Okay. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Nice. When I was a small child... I told this story the other night. That's why I'm telling it. Okay. Me and my friend Jared, we were in my neighbor's backyard, and there was a pile of ashes. Just took a huge handful of ashes, and I just threw them... <laughs> Not with, like, any intent behind <laughs> this action, but they got all up in my friend Jared's eyes. So Jared gets really angry at this, and he starts, like, chasing me down, and I'm booking it as fast as I can. Turns out Jared, you know, under the power of, like, his raw anger... Did you find the question? Uh, yeah, I did, but I kind of want you to finish all right, the story. No, we're fine. We can just okay. answer the question now. <laughs> okay. Um, this is a complicated question. I don't think it will take that long to answer, but it will make us think about some stuff. Okay. So this is from uh, one, of my, one of my friends I met through a show... And he, he, he's one of our friends. He's kind of like us. He thinks a lot. Okay. So uh, he said, if a being like Frankenstein's creation is made, what is it in relation to man? At first, I didn't think a whole lot of this question, but I looked at it more and I thought, this is a, this could be some intense well, conversation. Was Frankenstein's monster capable of choosing between right and wrong? I don't know. I didn't actually read the book. Me either, but I have it. I, I kind of want to read it. So, so I think that we, it so, was so capable of choosing just, between right and wrong. I, I also believe that because I, be, I I think it fell in love with someone at one point. I'm pretty sure that was part of it. Yeah. Or like had like a loving relationship with a child or something. Yes. Yeah, so it felt. It had human emotion. Right. It had the capacity to feel. So the question about Frankenstein's monster is, did it have the capacity to understand the difference between right and wrong? Because if it has the capacity to understand the difference between right and wrong, that is literally the thing that separates man from animal. Yes. Understanding consequences. Yes. And understanding good from bad, right from wrong. Um, so if it didn't have a concept of that and just was morally good somehow at its core without this understanding, mm -hmm. then it was an animal. If it did, then to an extent it was a man. 
Okay. Now, does it have a human soul? I don't know. That's what I want to get into a little bit. So I'm looking at a I'm looking at a Spark Notes of Frankenstein just because I'm curious. Um, and it says many people who have never read Frankenstein know of Victor Frankenstein's creature as one of the most famous monsters in literary history. Adaptations of the novel have contributed to this misinterpretation by portraying the monster as a horrifying character who provokes fear. However, part of what makes Mary Shelley's novel such an impressive accomplishment is her ability to portray the monster as multidimensional and complex. The monster is responsible for many violent actions throughout the novel. He is also legitimately frightening and grotesque because of his enormous size and composition from parts taken from corpses. At the same time, the monster encounters persistent rejection and loneliness. He struggles to find a sense of family and community and is rejected by everyone he comes in contact with. The rejection and alienation he experiences explain his violent behavior, even if they do not justify it. So he can be considered a sympathetic figure in the novel. Okay. So, so basically, Frankenstein is a being in a body... Um, he's a being in like an old body, like a, like a, I, I would, I would say when I think of Frankenstein, I think of like a 50 to 60 year old man, okay. like that kind of body. Um, but he has the mentality of someone who was just born, but he also has some kind of convoluted like mentality in his, in his psyche that is from like all these different people. So he has an understanding of adult behavior, like at a very baseline, but he, ha but he reacts in a way that is of a child's mind and of a child's experience. <clears throat> so, uh, my answer to this question is, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> um, my, my wondering is, is this being with, like, some kind of, like, individual independence, or is it in this amalgamation somehow a combination of the people whose bodies it's made from? Yeah, that's a good question. But that's a different question. So, yeah. in relation to humanity, like, what is it? I think that... It's almost like a primitive form of man. I would I would agree with that. And I would say, for me, it comes down to, does it have a soul or does Was it Was it capable of learning? Could it have learned to behave like a man and speak like a man? Like, I don't know. Because basically then it could just, it could be a human being. But I, frankly, I think that it was, I mean, I didn't read the book, so I'll have to read the book now. So basically, to recover uh, so from basically this. what I'm thinking is when I think of Frankenstein and what's happening, I think of things happening in like research in China and like the crazy, like... Uh, experiments they're doing on embryos and stuff like that. Yeah. And if though and, and and the question is if those are people um, that they create or if they're not. <clears throat> and I think my ba and that's why my, my baseline is does it come back to does a does the creature have a soul? In Mary Shelley's novel, I believe the creature does have a soul because it feels. Mm -hmm. And I think human emotion is what gives us a soul because I also I also think animals have souls because they feel emotion. Well, um and and I mean, yeah. if we want to go really big, I think the earth has a soul, but right. if we're looking at Frankenstein's monster, it's a creation and it was, and it's, and it became animated. And, and I think that alone does not give it a soul. I think animating a dead corpse does not give it a soul, but I do believe once it achieves the ability to feel human emotion, I believe it then has a soul. Okay. I think that I agree with you to an extent. Yeah. But, frankly, this isn't something that I'm an expert on. I mean, me either. I'm kind of just spouting off stuff. Which is fair. Sometimes but I think I'm smarter than I am. Me too. You wouldn't believe how often. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Should we move on? Yes. All right. This is the last question that we have. Right? Yep. 
which means we're going to need to pull for more questions. Yep. So if there's a delay again, understand that this time it's because we don't have any friends. <laughs> All right. Collectively. If you could meet someone from the past who is now dead, who would it be and why? That's actually a tough one for this me. This is a really tough question for me because there's a lot of answers that I want. Obvious one for me is Jesus Christ. Yeah, but uh, you don't have to... But I feel like that's that's kind of a given. I'm going to be for, honest, that's kind of like a wasted wish. Yeah. Um, I would say somebody like Nikolai Tesla, because I want to learn about his dynamic theory of gravity that he was never able to present because he died before he could present it, and people think that someone killed him. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, think I, kind was of, killed. which I kind of agree with. I agree. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of somebody that, like, it would be changing for me to have an opportunity to meet them, like, somebody that would really give a good bearing. Okay. Because I can think of I can think of plenty of answers religiously, but to, at the end of the day, I'd want to choose something that'll like mean something else to me. Yeah. So I think about people like uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh yeah, C.S. Lewis or C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Uh, but even in like a more recently dead vein, like people like Robin Williams. Oh yeah. And Gene Wilder. I'm sure Robin Williams has a lot. Like he could deliver just some incredible wisdom. Well, Gene Wilder. Yeah, G- yeah, Gene Wilder. Who's that guy that played uh, the really tall guy? Gosh, he just died recently. I hate that I can't put my finger on who this who is. Who did he play? I legitimately don't know what his character was, but he dressed up like in a in a striped costume. Um, very tall. He had a very big head. <laughs> Dude, you're not helping. I'm, I'm, I'll try to find it. I'll what was he in? I, I legit can't remember. You just remember he was tall, wore a striped suit, wore a striped costume, and had a big head. But I mean, then well, you... I, I'm looking. I'm looking up these adjectives, and it's not helping anybody at all. Um, and then there's other people who have died of different causes recently, with stuff like. Uh, I'm trying to think of like musicians, yeah. that have passed that I. It would be like uh, John just, Denver. John Denver. I'd love to meet John Denver. Um, it's a difficult thing to narrow it down to one person. It'd be funny to talk to Shakespeare, but I don't think I'd do it. Uh, there's a conspiracy theory that Shakespeare wasn't an actual real person. Yeah. And that, uh, because Shakespeare, there was no way that Shakespeare could have had the knowledge of, like, the courts of London and things like that that he had. <clears throat> and so a lot of people think that, um, he was, a, he, he, he didn't steal, but he, like, people... Well, I know that he was <clears throat> a plagiarist. Like, yeah, yeah, basically that's it. Like, royalty gave him scripts, um, and he published them under his own name so they could be published. Um... At the end of the day, if Shakespeare wasn't a real person, well, wishing to meet him makes it so he was either real or he wasn't. And if he wasn't and I wished to meet him and I get the wish no matter what, then he did exist. And if he was real, then making the wish he already existed. Very interesting. I'm just kind of stalling for time while you look up this guy. I, I gave up on it. I really, oh, okay. like, the adjectives were not helping at all. Um, he, there's a lot of memes about him. Okay. I'll, if you see it, just let me know. I'll just send it to you. Yeah. We'll do an, we'll do an addendum. Yeah. We'll come back together. We'll come back together and be like, okay, also in the last episode, this is the guy I was thinking of. Yeah. Like how I uh, recorded on your uh, Curious Empath, yeah. and then remembered like three days later that I was looking for the word like clout. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so those are the questions. That, wait, yeah. did we, we answer them? I didn't really narrow it down to one person. Yeah. There's a, there's a series. I don't know. It depends on what I'm looking for. Like. Yeah, in the moment. In the at moment. The, at the point of your life. Like, am I married? 
Oh, you mean like in the future? Like yeah, like, like is this something that oh, I'm no. answering? I was in the like, future. I was like, I mean, I don't think so. Because like, if I'm married, like it's different. Maybe I'd want to speak to one of my spouse's ancestors. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who would mean nothing to me to talk to now. Yeah, but would mean a lot to me to talk to, knowing them at some point. Yeah, right. Yeah. Am I looking for emotional advice, career advice, yeah. philosophical answers? There's a lot of questions that go into this. Because right now, who do you want to meet? I don't know, dude, Gene Wilder. <laughs> he was like my hero. Yeah. Or, you know, somebody that, you know, if you say they had to have died more than 50 years ago, and then I say, well, I'd kind of like to talk to Hitler. <laughs> I honestly think that would be very interesting. I think that, like, just hearing from his own mouth his perspective. But like I don't his, speak his, German. Like, 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 I don't agree with anything he did ever, ever. But I do like to hear why people do the things they do. Right. And I like to understand. And that's that's why I even bring him up. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. It would also be really cool to talk to the Founding Fathers. Yeah, it would be. Like, pretty much any of them. Mm-hmm. Not so much Jefferson. But, like, I would like to talk to Ben Franklin. I feel like he was a boss. Yeah. Or I'd be absolutely happy talking to Washington. Yeah. Like, a couple of those guys, it's like, I'd love to speak with them. Not Jefferson. <laughs> he, his legacy is too pompous for me to want to interact with him. Yeah. Or, right. like, you know, authors of biblical books. So I did a podcast episode on people who wrote the Bible. It was one of the most, like, rabbit hole episodes I've ever done. Well, like, because it's really difficult to surmise very much information. Yes! And, like, the amount of people who, like, could have potentially written all the different books. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Song of Solomon alone wasn't written by Solomon. It was no. written, like, over 200 years before Solomon was born. No, but the thing with, uh... Then it's, like, David's Psalms yeah. are all the same. Mm-hmm. And it's like, alright, did David actually even write these? No, like, a bunch of different people wrote the Psalms. Right, but not all of the psalms are psalms of David. Yeah, So yeah. the ones that are, it's like, did David even write the ones that are psalms of And the of thing David? is, like, the names that we get, a lot of the names we get from the Bible, uh, people, like, name certain books, come from uh, when all, like, the Catholic priests got together, and they decided, basically, who wrote what books, and when, well, and, like, the thing is, do. that's why it's, like, you look at the Hebrew text, yeah. and then it's, like, uh, very few of the the words we use for books of the Bible are actually the Hebrew texts. Like, Lamentations is Acha. Yeah. A-C-A-H, which just means alas. It's not called the Lamentations of Jeremiah, it's called alas. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, Deuteronomy is, like, one of the only Hebrew words we use, I think, because it means thus he said, which yeah. was the last words of Moses. Hmm. Interesting. I. Uh, Leviticus. Just imagine being that bomb when, like, you're about to die and you just go, like... Well, that's why Deuteronomy is a summary of books one through four. Yeah. Of Moses, because there's five books of Moses. Yeah. I know that sounds like I'm talking about some kind of, like, nerd canon stuff. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> that's why he summarizes, because he's like, look, these are the most important things I said to you guys. Please remember them. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, they didn't. Yeah, I mean, you know, here we are. That's the cycle of the Bible. Yeah. But anyway, it would just be interesting to, like, meet some of those people. It would be really cool to talk to, like, old war, like world leaders like Napoleon Bonaparte. Uh, Julius Caesar mm-hmm. would be really weird to talk to. Yeah, Charlemagne. Like Charlemagne. I, said, I would love to talk to Charlemagne. I would love to talk to Charlemagne. Um, old Egyptian pharaohs. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many people to choose from, and it depends on what I'm looking for. Yeah. You can, it's hard to narrow it down because if, if you say, okay, you can talk to one person, I'd freak out and I'd probably never make a decision. Now, if you gave me three options, yeah. I could pick among those three. Yeah. I'd be able to weigh them, 
compare them. But there's too many questions when I have this infinite number of dead people to choose from. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is all that right. all? Yeah, I think we can call it. All right, day. we're gonna sign off. All right. So Thanks. we sign off the same way every time, Tanner. Same way Don't every you? time. Yep. You you remember we talked about it this time? Yes. Yes. All right. I'm so glad that you remember because we. All right. Yeah. You yeah seem, you're it, really good at forgetting. All right. Okay. Hands in the middle on three. One, one two, two, three. Toaster strudel. I don't know what that one was about.